Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and it's hard to believe that 2023 is going to be ending in a day or two. Unbelievable how quickly that year went, and um, and hopefully, God willing, it was a good one for you, and, uh, and if not, sadly, then I know that 2024 will be better. Well, I shouldn't honestly say I know that, but it seems that life has a way of balancing it out. You have a bad day, then usually the next day may not be stellar, but it kind of usually cancels that out. You have a bad crop or you lose a crop, God will, God forbid, I'm going to say God willing, and then the next year, God willing, you have a better crop, except with us, we've had three bad crops in a row. So don't listen to my advice, all right? Listen to my advice, maybe with machinery, but not with crops, but... uh I want to thank you so much for joining this guy from Cat Swamp Road um, on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. And you know we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore or re-air every Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And the following week, the episode is available as a podcast on farmmachinerydigest.com and most other podcast hosting sites. So uh, you can always reach out there and get it. And I just checked the weather station before I came on the air to record this. And and so far, now, for full disclosure, I am recording this episode on December 26th, the day after Christmas. So it is not the end of the year yet, and and the weatherman is forecasting for whatever that is worth, right? Forecasting. um, I got to just divest for a minute. You know, I got nothing against anyone. I got nothing against the weatherman. But, you know, they never explain why. They don't even mention why their forecast was wrong for the just for the day before. And I can understand if they'd come and say, look, I thought it was going to rain, but the storm took a different way, and that's why we had sunny weather or vice versa. I can understand that, but they never acknowledge anything. And they want you to believe, excuse me, what they're going to say today when they didn't acknowledge. It would be like, you know, well, uh, just, just man up right man up and say geez uh i mean it's nobody's fault ultimately the weather is under god's control but at least acknowledge hey i thought it was going to be sunny yesterday but this storm this this low pressure area came out of the south and it it didn't look like it was going to do that right so but they just they just roll just forget about what i said yesterday but anyway we had so i was looking at my weather station And interestingly enough, and as I said, this is being recorded the day after Christmas, so they are anticipating or they're predicting, it's probably a better word, rain for the rest of the week here in Warren County. So I don't know what the total is, but I'll get you the total next week for the the, the official total for 2023. But as of right now, on our farm, we received 59.73 inches of rain in 2023 and interestingly enough uh, that we had that all came after the corn was too late to do anything so uh we had it it was very dry in the spring here we had a 
the first month or so of the corn growing, it was very dry, and then after that, it's, it started to, uh, to the good Lord opened up the spigot. So ultimately, we had uh, 60 inches, we'll say right now, 59.73, and if their, if their predictions are anywhere near right, we should come in in about 62 inches of rain, which is a great amount of rain, but it does no, you no good when you have bone-dry soil, right? And uh, it, it's taking you 27 days or so for your first planting of corn to emerge, which is what I had, if you may recall me talking about that. We have very low CEC soil, so it doesn't take much for that whatever moisture there is to go back into the atmosphere. But that is the land that the good Lord gave us to farm. I know some of you are listening specifically out west and in western Canada and other places in the, in North America. of saying, with 60 inches of rain, this guy's complaining. So, uh, well, I'm not complaining. I'm grateful for it because the water table is, is nicely recharged. But obviously, if it does not come when you need it, then it doesn't do much good as far as your farm is concerned. But that is life, right? But I'm just grateful, thank God, that we do have that rain. We did have that rain. So let me see what else I want to tell you. On that same token, on that same note, what I'm going to do is I'm going to be talking about ground circuits. And you may say, Hot Rod, you spoke about ground circuits before. We're going to take a deep dive into it and into things to look for on ground circuits that most people do not look look at. And even though maybe a year or two ago I did a show on ground circuits, I'm going to take a little bit of a different, a different path with this. Because just like the rain, right, we had 60 inches of rain, but it didn't come when I needed it. It came after the fact, though I'm grateful. Well, the same thing happens with a ground circuit. The electricity may not find its path to ground the way you need it to happen for that piece of equipment to work properly, but eventually it does find its path to ground and it may not do you much good. So that is what we're going to discuss right after this short sponsor break. And never forget that agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability and ground circuits. The best collection of podcasts is just a tap away. Hear podcasts from Marvel, including the award-winning Wolverine, The Long Night. And exclusive podcasts, Marvel Method and Marvel's Declassified. Plus original podcasts from your favorite SiriusXM hosts, including Stormy Warren, Fantasy Sports' Lisa Ann, and Jeff Lewis. Listen to the podcast favorites you've been hearing about. Without ever having to leave the SiriusXM app. Free for most subscribers. Just download it today and tap podcasts. American farmers and ranchers know that weather can have a big influence on the markets. That's why our weather team at RFD-TV is committed to bringing you accurate agricultural-based forecasts that affects our lands and livestock from coast to coast. You named RFD-TV the most accurate and trusted source for commodities information as it happens, and we can help you prepare ahead for major storms and weather-related events. Join us every morning on the Market Day Report, weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD-TV. Rural Radio is your source for the most current commodity news. We bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts helping you protect your bottom line. With commodities shifting like never before from grain to livestock, your Rural Radio team will keep you informed because you voted RFD-TV as the number one most trusted source on farm market information for producers. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve. Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your market authority. 
One, two, three. Come on, everybody. Start the new year with the Cowboy Channel. Tune in during the National Western Stock Show and Rodeo from Denver starting January 6th. National Western Stock Show. Answer this question. Are y'all ready to light them up? Come on, let me hear if you're ready to light up the best in the world today. It's the National Western Stock Show only on the Cowboy Channel and streaming with your subscription to Cowboy Channel Plus. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer, and we're going to be taking that deep dive, right? We're going to be doing like akin to a soil, a, a soil core pull, um, not pull, soil core sample, right? I'm saying pulling on the ground circuits because that's ground, right? So that's what we're going to be doing. But uh, <clears throat> a little bit of a story on this and a little bit of a rehash from shows in the past and uh also i just want to thank you i would be remiss if i did not thank you and everyone at sirius xm rural radio channel 147 because on january 2nd i will be will be beginning if i get my tongue in my mouth and speak coherently uh my fourth season on this radio show and that has been a real blessing to me and all of you to listen are a blessing to me january 2nd 2021 was the first time this guy with his new jersey accent hit the airwaves of sirius xm so uh a big shout out and thank you to everyone who does tune in and all of the um the sponsors and also to everyone at rural radio and specifically pat patrick gotch for giving me the opportunity he took a chance on this guy right i don't know if i would take a chance on me but patrick did and he's a farmer so i guess farmers uh take chances right we're the biggest gamblers going we don't gamble in the casino we gamble with the in, in the field but anyway so i want to thank you for that and like i said i meant to say that in the opening segment but what ha- <clears throat> excuse me what's happening is that we're adding more and more electronics to every piece of equipment, whether it's a vehicle, whether it's a piece of farm equipment, what have you. And electronics on in those applications are DC circuits, direct current circuits versus AC, which is in a building. So that means it's a very simple circuit. It's power and ground. And the ground circuit is just as important as the power circuit, but oftentimes it is very, very neglected. It would be akin to if you're talking about a crop, when you're planting a crop, seed to soil contact, right? You have to have seed to soil contact. If you don't have that seed to soil contact to transfer the moisture and to transfer the warmth and that that seed we'll use a corn seed is sitting in an air pocket it it's eventually maybe then again maybe not it's eventually going to germinate and um but it's going to take a lot longer than it needs to be and the same thing is going to happen with a dc circuit you could have excellent the excellent meaning the proper power coming into the circuit but if that circuit is not completed back to ground like seed to soil contact just think of that right then uh, that piece of equipment or that circuit is not going to function properly, and depending upon what it is, how it's going, how it's going to what we would call it engineering misbehave, right? As farmers, we may say something else. It's 
kind of like messed up, I'm use another word, but in engineering, you say it's misbehaving. Now, the thing is to keep in mind that there is no way to predict how any circuit on anything is going to misbehave when it has a poor ground, what we would call a high impedance ground or a, or a marginal ground circuit. And uh, now when a piece of equipment is designed with the ground circuits are always always the size that they need to be. And now, now also going back and forth to the power, because we're going to switch back and forth for power and ground, because that's where this conversation is, is that that you need a certain thickness of wire, no matter what you're doing, all right? So if you're running a well pump, and that, it's not even D, not DC, it's AC, you're not going to run it with thin little speaker wire because it's not going to have the carrying capacity of electrons to power that unit, the amperage draw. Well, the ground circuit needs to be a certain size also and to have a certain capacity, and we call that ground capacity. And that needs to be matched to the current draw of the entire system. So if it so the the battery ground, the ground that's coming off the battery, the negative terminal of the battery, is going to be so important because that is going to influence the ground capacity for the whole machine. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, even though there are additional grounds, so you may have a ground for a control unit, may have a ground for an ignition coil, for a power window motor, what have you, depending upon the application. But the main ground is coming off that battery. And that's doing the heavy lifting metaphorically. That's going to handle everything. And you have to remember that electrical loads, when it comes to a ground circuit, are a hog. There's a, they're bullies. So some so some ground some circuit that's drawing more current more amperage is going to try to hog that ground, and whatever ground is there, it's going to push everybody outside of the side, right? So, and that is why you do not know how it's going to respond. So there's not a textbook example of you saying, well, if this circuit has a bad ground, if the ground is open, meaning not connected to anything, then obviously it's not going to work. So. But the fact of the matter is if it's a high impedance ground, and that's, and that's your poor seed to soil contact. We keep making that analogy, all right? You're putting the right population in, the right spacing, the right singulation, everything is beautiful, the right fertility program, but you have that air pocket that you don't have that seed to soil contact, and then that plant is not going to germinate and emerge on time or maybe not even at all. Now... What I want you to recognize is that a ground circuit can be negatively influenced. I'm not saying because it's a negative side of the battery, but it could be influenced by many outside factors. And usually those outside factors are corrosion, dirt, or a poor surface that it is connected to. Now, if you remember back to your earlier days in school whether even if it was just high school elect high school physics all right is that as they say you needed power and you needed and you needed ground and everybody that's working on farm equipment or working on equipment realizes that you need to have a good solid clean ground now hold that in the back of your mind 
if you are blessed enough to be able to afford a new piece of equipment, whether it's a new vehicle, whether it's a new planter, tractor, combine, whatever it may be, right, is that you will find that oftentimes when it comes from the factory that the eyelet for a ground it could be the main ground off the battery or it could be an it could be an additional ground an ancillary ground off of a piece of uh <clears throat> sub equipment like a monitor or what have you that the main ground is often to a painted surface and you say geez what did electricity change that's taboo right because we were taught we have to clean the grounds well a lot of new pieces of equipment vehicles tractors and everything because well the fact of the matter is that they do not want to clean the ground while they're building it so if they're spray painting let's say you have a ground that's coming from the battery the negative side of battery to this big diesel engine whatever type of diesel engine like let's say it's a cat all right just to pick on caterpillar because i like them all but let's say let's say cat and uh and they paint the engine beautiful yellow in the factory all right it's all painted yellow and when you buy a new piece of farm equipment the engine is painted everything is painted beautiful looks beautiful never looks the same right they have that first date so what happens is that then they connect the ground to it (coughs) excuse me in many instances they do they skip the procedure of cleaning the paint off of we'll say the engine block where the ground is attached so you say well well that's not good how does this how does this this thing work because in a lot of applications and you keep this in mind because as i said these are going to be different things that you need to look for for grounds that most people do not recognize is that they use the thread so the bolt will come in through the eyelet of the ground cable the eyelet of the ground cable the back side of it will actually be touching this painted surface this beautiful glossy painted surface and then the bolt will go into a threaded hole what they count on is the bolt the threads of the bolt going into that hole is going to be your ground transfer point now that really is not ideal but every company that's building things is looking to save save money during assembly during manufacture and what have you so what they look to do is they say well if we could put a large enough bolt and we cut those threads and as the bolt comes in and and cleans those threads then we will have a sufficient mathematically sufficient ground path so basically in that type of application if you see an eyelet a ground eyelet i don't care what it is could be on a planter right it could be on a truck whatever right and it's the eyelet is up against the painted surface and the bolt is going through the eyelet then it's 100 percent relying on the bolt threads into the threaded hole to transfer to be a ground all right so that works beautifully from the factory and there's a couple of caveats that you have to attach to that number one is that that bolt looks like a bolt to you and historically usually is a special a metallurgy because when you start to look at metallurgy 
We think that every metal is a conductor of electricity, and it is for all intents and purposes, all right? So if it is, all right? But what will happen is, is that there are different metals, just like different corns, different soybeans that yield more. So there are, there are metals that are better conductors. So historically, what will happen is that they will make the bolt head large. So there's a lot of surface area on that eyelet because the backside of the eyelet is going to be a painted area. So the only ground electric electron transfer is that the top side of the eyelet to the bottom of the bolt head. So they usually make that larger. And then they have the bolt made from a material that is that is highly conductive electrically. And then also that has the ability to resist becoming corroded. But the operative word there is resist being corroded. So even though that application starts out with a sufficient ground path to carry that load, as years of use and hours in the field or miles on a tractor trailer or a car or a vehicle, that the corrosion gets in there and the ground starts to degrade. So now keep now, uh, <clears throat> now even though that surface is painted, there is going to be a minute amount of electrical transfer through it but minute so the whole heavy lifting the whole burden of the ground circuit is on the bolt on the bolt the threads of that bolt into the threaded hole so that is something to keep in mind now another common mistake is that people go when they make when they're restoring a farm tractor restoring a car restoring a truck they want to paint this all beautifully all right and they don't want to grind off their paint but they also have the paint when they go with their spray gun it's in the bolt hole see what they do in the factory is they'll they'll run a tap through that bolt hole or they tap that bolt hole after they paint the engine or the transmission or the piece of equipment, the planter. So they're cutting virgin threads and removing that paint. So that is why it works. But it is very, very susceptible to getting corrosion in there. And then even though you look at the eyelet, the eyelet is clean, the bolt head is clean, but the transfer point, the seed to soil contact, it's got an air pocket. It's got high resistance there. And the ground circuit is working, but only working to a very low level and will not accept a high electrical load. So sit pat during this short, short break, and we will come back. Hi, I'm Bob Phillips. And I'm Kelly Phillips. Texas is a big place, and we've seen it all. Every week, we travel the back roads to find the most interesting places and passionate people in the Lone Star State. And every week, we invite you to hop in and travel with us. Join us for our weekly journey into the small towns and big hearts of the Texans we discover on Texas Country Reporter. Sunday at 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on Rural Radio, channel 147 exclusively on Sirius XM. Rural Radio is the first and only national radio channel on Sirius XM serving rural Americans. Each weekday morning, stay current with real-time data, expert analysis on the markets, and tailored forecasts you care about with Market Day Report. Then, in the afternoon, catch up on shows like Real Ag, Ag PhD, 
Shark Farmer, and Western Sports Roundup. Rural Radio 147, the Agribusiness and Western Lifestyle Channel. The Cowboy Channel Bar and the Cowgirl Channel Speakeasy, located in the historic Fort Worth Stockyards, is the first ever bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch live rodeo on one of the 11 televisions, including the 2023 National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekends. Located right under the Fort Worth Stockyard sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. The Cowboy Channel's flagship news show is on Rural Radio Channel 147, Sirius XM, where we keep you up to date in the world of pro rodeo and Western sports results, PRCA World Standing Shuffles, the latest in equine industry events, and more, all in one program. Western Sports Roundup is your hub for Western sports. Tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Cowboy Channel and on Rural Radio Channel 147. All righty, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm really messing up, but uh, we only have a few minutes left, sadly. But I also want to emphasize that you will find those painted, those eyelets, the painted surfaces using the using the, the fastener threads as a ground path through a lot of equipment. And if you do have the opportunity to service that or see that, it would not be a bad idea to unthread it and then use a... Um, a sanding disc or a piece of sandpaper scotch bright whatever and then remove the paint underneath that eyelet so now you still retain the transfer point of the threads but the eyelet is now touching an unpainted surface and then you could put some dielectric grease on it depending upon how uh how much access you have to it or if you don't want to do that whenever uh, once or twice a year just spray that area you don't have to disconnect it spray it with clear silicone and that'll keep any rust or corrosion at bay very excuse me very very important now the other thing is that so let's say everything is beautiful right it's got nice clean ground what have you you have to look at your ground cables and you have to study the ground cables and whether it's the heavy cable coming off the negative side of the battery or smaller ground pads but because if that ground cable starts to get a and we'll use the one off the battery gets a crack in its insulation then that is like an open wound a cut on a human being or an animal and it's not going to get infection there it's going to get corrosion so let's say that you have the eyelet going to a beautiful clean tight perfect textbook ground you have the ground on the battery beautiful clean tight all right and then some way in the somewhere in the midpoint from thermal cycles to vibration from age that you start to get a crack in that insulation that covers that stranded those that stranded wire then that is going to be the entry point like having a hailstorm be an entry point on a crop in the field for for uh, for disease that is going to be the entry point for corrosion so what will basically happen is that you will have clean ground pads at the end all right or, or through the majority of the wire and then you'll start to get corrosion in the middle and that corrosion in the middle will be like pinching off a garden hose all right it'll stop it'll stop the electron flow there 
So it is very important for you to do a visual inspection on those grounds and those wires. Anytime that you have a wire insulation that could become compromised, you are going to have a potential problem. So I want to thank you so much for listening. And I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmer is pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher. And have a blessed, blessed new year. We'll catch you next year, God willing. Bye-bye. Another missed bird? I'm Scott Linden, out and about, made possible by happyjackinc.com. It's about the time of year when we look back. Oh wait, your season's still going? And you haven't missed yet? Well, you will. And when you do, consider these suggestions based on my own experience. Focus on the bird, its trajectory, and nothing else. Get away from your dog as you approach a point to keep him steady. Be quiet, you'll get closer to birds for better shots. And set your feed right before you do anything else, like mount the gun. Don't ask why I know all these things, or I'll regale you with my own stories of missed birds. Got a couple hours? Thanks for listening. I'm Scott Linden, and we're made possible by Happy Jack Attractor Supply, helping rural America's dogs stay healthy. The Voice of Agriculture, Kansas Farm Bureau. From the farmers and ranchers of Kansas Farm Bureau, we wish each of you a very Merry Christmas. Today is a perfect time to reflect and appreciate the many gifts we often take for granted. The car that gets you from point A to point B, the warm home you come back to every evening, or the full refrigerator you're blessed with. Don't forget the family, friends, and pets that enrich our lives. Today, make sure you linger with the ones you love. Take stock in the bounty you enjoy on a daily basis. And while you enjoy that Christmas feast, don't forget, agriculture is the largest economic driver in Kansas, valued at more than $81.2 billion, employing more than 250,000 Kansans. The top five ag products grown or raised in Kansas are cattle, wheat, corn, sorghum, and soybeans. Merry Christmas from the farmers and ranchers of Kansas Farm Bureau.